I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is your official Leguizamarama spoiler warning. If you have not seen Once Upon a Time, the superheroes, uh, and you've always wanted to, uh, I'm sorry, we're going to be talking all about the history of comic books and the characters within them. Um, if you'd like to hold off uh, listening to this podcast until you've watched that, that's fine. Please just listen until after the first ad. Thank you so much. <laughs> Cheers and enjoy the show. Peace. I hate the word. I got, I got one leg and a pocket of chicken. I'm going play a little cornstarch. I'm my werewolf, man. Luigi Mario. Hello and welcome to Missions X Leguizama Rama, a podcast where uh, two friends watch everything starring their favourite actor, John Leguizamo. Starring? A, a, uh, including, it seems. Yeah. We'll get to this. We'll get to this. <laughs> I, I, we, we will save this. Um, I am one of those hosts. My name is Zachary Ruane. You might know me from uh, being 18 years old when The Dark Knight came out. So I think a synapse formed in the brain of mm. there's about a 10-year window of boys where there's something in their synapse mm. where they can never truly accept any criticism of that. <laughs> yeah, fair. And I'm in that, I'm in that school. Mm. Uh, uh, I'm joined as always by my co-host Mishwa Trupp, mm-hmm. uh, who you might know from... Uh, from never having seen uh, any superhero films at the age of 18 because uh, I was too busy... Getting fingered. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I was too busy being cool. That that <laughs> hell yeah came from our very special guest this uh, week. Uh, I asked him how he would like to be described in his intro. <laughs> he used the words internet niche micro celebrity. That is correct. Um, but I would say I'd get rid of a few of those qualifiers. At least two. <laughs> Certainly celebrity could go. <laughs> I'm not going to say which ones. Micro would stay, I think. I'm very petite. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> You're a petite man. He's co-host of Weekly Planet and our, or The Weekly Planet. Thank mm. you. I wasn't going to say anything, but other people would say things. I don't know if you'd had a drop the the moment. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Zuckerberg uh, came in and he's like, you you got to drop the the. (laughs) you got to drop the the. Um, And uh, now now, this is your moment, your crowning moment. You are now our superheroes guy. Yes. That, it's Nick that, Mason. Hello, it's great to be back. Uh, thank you. It's it, it's always good to be known as that guy. I mean, Ben Russell loves being the Ice Age guy. I mean, well, yes. He's, he's yeah. very, a very huge fan of that. Now that we've been doing this podcast for three years, mm-hmm. we've picked up many guys. And we've got the Ice Age guy. <laughs> yep. We've got uh, the, sci-fi the sci-fi guy. guy. Wait, who's your sci-fi guy? Sam, Sam Wingham. Of course, yeah. Because he yeah. reads sci-fi, doesn't he? Yeah, he, yeah, reads, he reads And sci-fi. the people that read sci-fi, they're the real sci-fi people. It's true, mm. yeah. And now we've got a superheroes guy in yes. you. Yes. Um, but that also means I think that you're done with this podcast. <laughs> yes. Right? After this episode. I thought you were done after sport right? and you were our superhero But he hasn't, guy. like, 
he's he's the one holdout in the world, mm. a, a talented actor who doesn't necessarily have to audition for stuff, who could just, you know, mm. get a meeting and get a role, who hasn't gone to the MCU and said, can I be a superhero? Well, I mean, I feel like you would know this fun fact. This is a, well, our favourite fun mm. fact on the podcast, and I just feel like in your line, have you heard who he was up for? Oh, oh we get to tell the superhero guy a superhero fact. This is fact. really a very thrilling moment in our life. This and you'll huge. remember it as soon as we say I, it. Well, I, go, need I, you to, I need you to know because I've, I learned it from this podcast because I am one of the 12 listeners. Oh, you guys know. But, um, bless you. So I've definitely heard you say it on here and he was, he was offered it and he declined it. Is that right? No. I, no. He was offered, uh, is it, was it the Vulture? Yes. Michael... Um, Oh, I forgot his Corleone. last name. Corleone. Yeah, I kept going for Michael Man. Uh, Michael Man. <laughs> Michael Man was cast as the vulture. No, John Leguizamo. We believe based from words from John Leguizamo's yeah, very own mouth. Yeah, I feel like mouth. we have it. For, we have it on. Uh, yeah. You know, we've we've got a primary source here. But let's John also Leguizamo. say that we've not spoken to Michael Keaton, so we don't know his side of the story. Yeah, that's true. So from John Leguizamo's mouth, he was offered the role of the vulture. It was set up for him. Oh, yeah. Then Michael Keaton came in and went, I. No, nah, I want I will it. do it. I'll do it. And, and it was and, taken away from him. And and you guys suspect, I think, is it that they brought Leguizamo in as like a negotiating tactic? Like I think so. Yeah, That's right. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but he he was like he, I think he said I think he even went as far as had signed the contracts. Interesting, mm. right? Like, well, because he claimed he could sue. He's he like, like, I would sue, but I'm not going to because I think he'd like to do another one at some right. point in the next fifteen years. But he was yeah. there, uh-huh. and it was like I mean, it really is it, it, of all the. Should have been a leading man, but is mm. now a character actor. Mm. He's so close to the pile. It's kind of like a thing of like, he would be like, I mean, if you want, should have been a leading man, is now a character actor. I mean, God, I got this made. Unless, of course, Michael Keaton wants right. it. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. He's the guy. Like, he's yeah. the, I mean, this is the guy. Like, So fingers crossed, if we keep doing this for another 10 to 15 years, mm-hmm. there will be a time in which you can come on and talk about a superhero film that John Leguizamo will star <laughs> in in the future. It's wild he hasn't even done an MCU series. Yeah. yeah. Like, surely a Loki season four, he'll get something. Because like, they will, They and they offer a lot of money up front, from what I understand it, for like even a very small role, because there's no residuals anymore yeah. in streaming stuff. So it's like, you want 10 million dollars to come in and mm. be but in he's this. He's got but Sid the Sloth money. He man. does have Sid the Sloth he, money. He paid yeah. off everything. He's good. Yeah, he's <laughs> fine. He paid off his life when they did the fucking Ice Age Christmas special. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we didn't get you on for Batman the Audio Adventures, That's which right, now yeah. seems awful. Stupid. No, but you got Mark Bonanno, who is the... Batman guy. He's he has, our Batman yeah. guy. One of us has a Batman <laughs> tattoo and it's not me. So. Yeah, yeah, he's the Batman guy. So you've mm. got to respect that. Um, but no, I think we would all love to see John Leguizamo, you know. Would you think he'd be a villain? Because I think he'd be the mayor. Oh, yes. I don't of New th- York City. Yeah, I think mm. he would be the mayor or like the town clerk or something. Yeah, I think I he's a piece. He's, you know, he's, um, he's Gary Oldman, you know? Gary Oldman. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, I was going to say, um, oh, I can't even remember the name of the character, but Batman Returns. Uh, Christopher Walken's character, yes. Max Shrek, sure. Max Shrek, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, like he's that. I see that. I, I think in MCU he would be villain, just mm. because that's that's their pattern. That's what they do. But I could really see him in that role, mm. in the in the the sort of adjacent, yeah, the yeah. billionaire industrialist uh, opposition to Bruce Wayne, kind of. Yeah, 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 yeah right. like a couple of scenes, you know, mm. maybe, maybe like a he's he's a part of. Something he's like mm. not 
the guy, but he's yep. putting together the team. Right, yeah. Nick Fury. But not yeah, Nick Fury. Yeah. Okay. More like <laughs> a a How Waller. I Met Your Mother kind of mm, Yeah, lady. How You Met Your Mother. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, you know, more like a cult, culter. <laughs> cult, cult, cult. Who's the guy that Agents of Shield? Oh, Coulson. Coulson. Right. Uh-huh. See, this is why we need the superhero. Yeah, I've got. <laughs> I've got absolutely no. Idea. This is seriously. I thought because I I know who you talk when you said How I Met Your Mother. I'm you, Kobe Smulders, but I'm Kobe like, Smulders. did they form a team in How I Met Your Mother? Was there a, <laughs> was there a the villain? Was there a storyline where they had to form up a team? And no. Alison Hannigan becomes the villain. Yeah. Who's ready to take over Do the city? Do you think uh, if he were to be a villain, would he be a suit and tie villain? Or do you think he'd he'd be willing to put on a costume? Oh, he'd costume up. You think? Oh, yeah. Okay. Right. Think, have you no, seen Spawn? I have seen Spawn. <laughs> I have seen Spawn. Uh, I think I no, I think he would be the kind of character that doesn't suit up until right at the end. Yeah, right. And the suit, I'm really just going with the, their version of Vulture. The suit, you know, where it's like the suit is was for practical purposes, but now actually mm. in this context, I see how it's a suit. Like it's mm. like a work suit or it's a... Oh, yeah, yeah, you yeah. You know, like yeah. it, it's not that he suits up, but yeah. by the end it's like, well, actually that's the costume, I, you know. I am so sorry. I wish to retra- retract a statement because just in <laughs> while you were speaking then, it just occurred to me that he wouldn't be the mayor or the town clerk. He wouldn't be the, pe- the one of the people. He would be the villain. Why? Because of witty quips. And I think John Leguizamo would go ham on witty villain, villainous witty quips. Do you, Do you know? know what I think? I think he'd be the third act twist villain. I think he'd be oh. the, you think he's just a guy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You think he's the mayor, but turns out the mayor has wings. <laughs> so I'm just really on vulture. Has, a, oh, has electric uh, eyes or yeah, something. Yeah, okay, yeah. sure, right. Yeah, the mayor is behind it. And not only that, he has mm. the same powers as the hero. Mm. Oh, we love that, don't we? We love you're, that in a movie. You're the superhero guy, though. What do you think? <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> well, if he's got wings, he could be Man Bat, who mm. is... Wow, a, a man who it sounds like I'm making him up. Yeah, did you make him up? No, he's real, man. man bad. Bad. He's uh, Doctor Kirk Langstrom, and he's uh, he he he's lost his hearing, mm. so he decides to use bat DNA to bring it back. Wow! But then he turns into a horrible man bat hybrid. Oh. So, oh. and then you could you could give him those wings that you're obsessed with, Zach. Wow. Giving him wings, you know. Phenomenal. Right. I love that. This mm. is a whole, like, and this isn't me being like, I hate sci-fi, and then obviously you can pick that apart like a mother bitch, but. Hey, I don't <laughs> pick it apart. You like sci-fi. You... And you demonstrate <laughs> it regularly when you talk about all the sci-fi you like. No, <laughs> superhero films is a world that I know so little about. Mm. I don't, they don't, they're not movies I go see. I couldn't tell you what Avengers is a part of if Batman and Spider-Man are made by different people. They are, right? Batman and Spider-Man yeah. are made by different people. Yeah. What do you mean by that? Like DC Marvel? Oh yes. Okay, so I don't I was know. Like, like most movies are made by different people <laughs> no, to varying degrees. Or did you mean? Did you mean like <laughs> the, no, in not... a genetic way? Because the Wayne family yeah. gave birth to, to Batman, and the Parker family gave birth to, to Spider-Man. Parker, yeah. yeah. Mm. What? <laughs> I I couldn't tell you. Like I honestly don't watch them, so yeah, I don't yeah, yeah. know them. At all. Well, actually, so this is very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> this is very interesting for me, like even if we talk about the fucking documentary, is that I literally didn't know any of this stuff at oh, all. Yeah. I was I was like going in very dry. Well all you have to <laughs> all you have to do is, <laughs> You never want to go in dry, bitch. 
<laughs> I, I was going to say, Mish, uh, you only really have to write it out, I think, for a few more years and you won't have to know anything about superheroes ever Why? again. Why? Well, they're not doing well, no, like it's, like it's, financially. It's they're the, doing, uh, they're really, they're sinking. Really? Because they're bad now. I don't know if any of you... Well, I... I know, I know this. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm, I'm the Dark Knight generation. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I purchased... When they were about something. We believe. And we used to be a proper country. <laughs> my my uh, partner had a birthday, as we all tend to do, oh, and yeah. um, I felt like doing something cute and I bought him tickets. It was a selfless present because oh, yes. I was like, I'll buy him tickets to the new Batman film. So this was the oh, broody yeah. Twilight one. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? I was like, I'll buy him gold class because we all love a bit of trash. I'll buy him gold class tickets to Batman. I'll buy him a nice big thing of popcorn and a Jimmy Coke at the, at the movies, <laughs> right? And that'll be his present. He, he's the one who shacked up with someone bored, so he has to deal with that as his present, right? <laughs> hey, you know, the bloody bunch of account in the popcorn cinemas are not cheap anymore. Now, blah, 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 blah. now I have seen a lot of Batman films, mm-hmm. not all the Nolans, just mm. the one with Heath Ledger. Right, that's a Nolan one, right? That's See, Mish, this night. is the that's one thing I would say the synapse is going up. My well actually alive. No, 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 no. <laughs> My, I, I've, I've, over the years with social media and so on and so forth, I've, I've decided that I've gone with, unless it's life or death, I don't feel the need to correct anybody yeah. and I do not wish to be Did corrected. I say something wrong there? I've no, seen no, no. Very, no, no. No, I was just saying you're getting <laughs> close. You're, you're talking about Dark Knight. Oh, yeah. I was like, you've got to be careful yeah, yeah. because when... When it was revealed that the Bat motorcycle came out of the Batmobile, that was a transcendent moment for me. Oh, you know, my God. <laughs> I knew that we were going to see that bat-, bat motorcycle at some point. I hate when this. When it was revealed that it was like an emergency evacuation from the Batmobile, that blew my mind, Miss. <laughs> Um, anyway, I went and saw the, this Batman, this uh-huh. Twilight Batman film. I liked, I liked, I liked the Keaton Batmans. Uh-huh. I enjoyed yeah. yep. those, um, but the rest have all just kind of been a bit muddy. And they've been on, but I've never properly watched them. Right? Mm-hmm. Went and saw this Batman movie. Forced to watch it because I'm it's, so excited to see what Mission. It's this gold movie. class. It's giant. It's in my face. We've got the popcorn. We've got the Jimmy Cokes, and I've watched that film. And I honestly, and I say this from the bottom of my heart, I'm I mean so this, excited. I cannot understand how anyone could enjoy it. Yes. It was just like, and so when you say it's dying, I'm like, well, yeah, wow. that movie was so boring. Mm. Boring and one tone mm. and shit. It was just a shit film. I Mish. did not. Nick directed that film. No. <laughs> Wait, did you have any form of involvement in that film? No, why? Oh, my <laughs> God, don't do that. Don't do that. Mish, Mish I work in public transport. <laughs> I don't, why would you think that I would? Did, did you not even like... Did you, didn't you like the bit where he has to escape from the, the police headquarters and so he zips up his squirrel suit and then he, like, leaps off and he cracks his head on the bridge? Oh, my that God. It's so, it was like... And, when I, okay, I'm not going to say... Okay, I take back that it was so shit. <laughs> I just can't imagine how anyone could really enjoy it. You know what I mean? I was like... And granted, I'm not, I don't have this a love the... affair with Batman, mm. but I was just like, I don't. Yeah, that's Vicky Vale. <laughs> I don't know who that is. <laughs> uh, Ju- Julie Madison, that's one of another one of his but, girlfriends. But then we... <laughs> He's got a new lady every uh, film. That's right. Does he does Batman? Because for, for Parker, for Spider Man, it's always Kirsten Dunst, right? Like, what's her character? Well, not Kirsten Dunst. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's, what's her name? Jane. He's obsessed with the actor Kirsten Dunst. Yeah. Uh, Mary uh, Jane. Mary yeah. Jane. Yeah. yeah, and sometimes Gwen Stacy. Did Mary. But then they. Then they they, was her name Mary Jane before Mary Jane became slang for for the weed? Oh, I don't know. No, I think it was after. 
Well, well, well. And a teenage boy. Wow. Teenage boy loving. We'll Mary get a Jane. DM about it. Could someone slide in and let us know which came first, the chicken or the egg, the Mary Jane or the fucking ounce of weed? Um, anyway, that's that, that's my experience with Batman and superhero films. <laughs> that's great. That's um, a really. You went hard. You always go hard. Did you like the new, the, the Batman? I did, yeah. Oh, fuck. But it's all. It's, it's all, all relevant. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I didn't watch it. What? I know. You still wow. haven't seen it. Still haven't seen it. And, I and don't I, think you'd like it. I go to watch it. <laughs> I go to watch it yeah. on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. And I just, I never have it in me. Yeah, right. And I love, I love, I love Batman as a character. Mm-hmm. I just, I just, I didn't want a dark Batman. Yeah, right. Uh-huh. I just was like, I've seen, not dark, dark. I think dark light, that's stupid. Mm. But I just didn't want like Batman, but real Batman, but. Like, oh, yeah, Batman, right, but uh-huh. film genre. And it's just, I can't bring myself to I'm sure I'll, I reckon I'd like it. I reckon I'll watch it and be like, oh, yeah, it's pretty good. I have, so, I, so, I so. <laughs> they can put that on the on the Blu-ray release. <laughs> yeah. and like, I, I would, was all right. I, I, would, would, right. I, I didn't watch it for four years, but yeah, uh, yeah, it was all right. Pretty good. It's, yeah, a bit long, but it's pretty <laughs> good. I would place a fitty on you not liking that film. I don't think you'll like it. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. wow. Jesus fucking Christ. Um, you please could, don't accept that bet. I'm, I can't afford I'll that. Because also, Zach, you could watch it and just lie. Yeah, and, and, then, yeah. and then claim a fitty. I would, yeah. ta- I would lie <laughs> to get fifty dollars. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, and it, doesn't that doesn't that say something about the quality of journalism yeah. these days doesn't that he would it? lie for fifty dollars? Um, yeah. But based on you saying you didn't want a dark Batman, I'd like to read the blurb of this if that's okay. Yeah, okay. It, it yeah. relates to something that's in the. Dark and can I just say, Dark Knight Generation? I love a dark Batman. Mm. I just was like. You've had enough of Dark Batman? I just didn't know if it was differentiated. From the trailers and the vibe, I didn't feel like it was doing enough in its marketing to convey to me Mm -hmm. that it it was differentiating itself enough from the Nolan films. Mm. That it was... Yeah, right. But that, I think, might have been a marketing campaign that was designed to say, hey, it's like the Nolan films and actually the movie isn't that much Mm. like them. But there was just a lot of like... uh, Big, expansive, still like the the cinematography in the trailers looked so much like Nolan. Absolutely, mm. yeah. Mm. And I was just like, well, if we're gonna do it, why don't we go like more grungy, more handheld, more re- like <laughs> like? Well, there's a bit of Nirvana on the soundtrack, so that's pretty grungy. That's true. And also, I love Keaton's Batman. I love yeah. a Batman that's like a little bit la di da. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> we don't, I, I just want another Batman that's a little bit like... But a bit of Zazazu. <laughs> a little bit of comfortable telling the butler what to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's the one guy who's just like, you know, b- b- Alfred just keeps bringing him fancy soups and so forth. And he's there's no moment in those, in those movies where he's like, well, I, I should be more of a man of the people. He's just eating his cold well, soup. Well, he's a, he's a Batman who has time to fucking wash his hair. Robert mm. Pattinson's Batman was <laughs> filth. Wash your bathe. That man can afford like expensive cleaning products. Mm. So he was just gross and dirty. But Keaton's Batman. Have he se- washes. Have you seen the Flash, Zach? No, no, uh, I have not. And I do want to watch it. Um, I really do want to watch it because of because of all the reasons that people hate it. Yeah. I'm, I'm so psyched for the little cameos. <laughs> they got like fun little cameos at the end. I'm like, yeah, give me them. Give me oh, the yeah. cameos. Oh, this one's problematic. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> Oh, this one's in very bad taste because he died. He died because he got typecast. Uh, I don't know if you know this, uh, Mish, but The Flash. 
I've, is this the story of where they, they made the whole film for like a fucking ridiculous sum of money and then right before release it was uh, exposed that the guy who played The Flash is like... I oh, know, that was about two years before. Yeah, years yes. before. And all, <laughs> oh. But also it's, it's sort of a, it's a real cavalcade of just, hey, you remember this? What about this old thing that you like? But Michael Keaton's in it. Oh, so, phenomenal. Yeah, as, as old Batman. So it, It's very funny because people like, because we've talked a lot about our love of Keaton Batman mm-hmm. on this podcast. More than we should have considering that there's nothing to do with <laughs> <laughs> That's like whenever we'd like... Very on we us. Talk, mm. We talk so much about Keaton's Batman and Muriel's wedding. <laughs> <laughs> and, and what we'd do if we had a million dollars. God, what would you do? I would, uh, I would, uh, I would buy like an apartment. <laughs> in, oh, yeah, nice. Um, but no, I... I but because I love Keaton's Batman, so many people were like, well, you must be excited for The Flash. Mm. And I was like, well, it depends. Is is Keaton doing... And it's not that I don't love Keaton's Batman. I love Keaton's Bruce Wayne. Ah. I, I think he's got the best Bruce Wayne by far. Mm. I like the villains in Keaton's Batmans. So I guess you, I'd like Burton's Batmans. Yeah. I suppose. Well, I like I'm, Schumacher's Batman. Yes. I'm a I'm a proud Schumacher man. <laughs> Who's Schumacher? He did he did the last two of the Burton universe. So they're he the did, horniest two. Which is those ones? Batman and Robin and Batman. Oh, ba- oh, oh, oh! <laughs> Batman and Robin. I love that's Batman. I love that mm-hmm. film. Oh god, this is going to become like a sci-fi thing. <laughs> I do love Batman and Robin. Yeah, oh, yeah, no, but no, that's a very controversial take in the comic book community. Yeah, yeah, no, I do love Batman. I Look, love that. What do you think of Batman and Robin? <laughs> in theory, I should like it. We we revisited it recently. Yeah, on, right. On the yeah. podcast, and it's it's too far in one direction. Also, I think Clooney is a very ineffectual Bruce Wayne. I he, don't like Clooney, him as a as Clooney. A, did not get the memo. No, he didn't know what the what the like. Yeah, yeah. You're right. He's just he's he plays. It's the he does you so ineffectual is such a good way to put it. It's he plays the laissez faire, mm. laissez faire the <laughs> of yeah. Keaton's, but without the depth behind it. Like mm. Keaton does it, but there is the darkness. Yeah, and also on a very superficial level, he just has like that George Clooney that era haircut, like just the buzz cut, and it's yeah. like that's not a a billionaire haircut. If, no, if, what are you doing? If they were to make another Batman film. And you had they to won't. choose. They're, they're not going to make it. No, they're done. Yeah, yeah. Have what? you heard that? They were like, you know what? The last one is the broody one? No, we're kidding. We're joking. They'll, they'll okay. never they're making make two different yeah. Batmans. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, doing a, they're doing a sequel to that one and they're doing a different universe Batman. And then maybe another one. We God, don't they're trying really hard. Well, I mean, Batman's their, like their only guaranteed moneymaker, really. So. Okay. Well, if you had to choose between another Batman movie with George Clooney as the Batman... Mm-hmm. Or Val Kilmer as the Batman. George Clooney. Which one are you Clooney. choosing? I guess it's yeah, Clooney. Yeah, I'd choose Clooney. But because I I I I like that he's not right for it. Mm. I think that I think that uh, and it, we're getting there as a society. But Batman and Robin mm-hmm. needs to be put in the same basket as the Adam West. Series. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. Now with the distance of time. Yeah. We can say what that like we put that in the camp Batman category. Yes, absolutely, yeah. and I love it for that. Mm. I think 100%. it's a very special film. Uh, but I've said that a billion times on this podcast. Let's go to an ad break. I think we go to an ad, and when we come back, we each just say who our favorite superhero is. That's nice. Oh, okay, yeah, great. Um, nice. yeah. yeah. All right. Cool. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Cool, so we'll go to an ad. All right, thank you so much for sticking around post-ad. Uh, my favorite superhero, it would be Aquaman. And the okay. reasoning Ooh. is because when we were growing up, we got a, a Nutella that came in a, a novelty cup. Okay. And when you finished your Nutella, you got a glass at the yeah. end of it. Yeah, nice. And mine was Aquaman mm. because that was the one that mum purchased for me. And we never got Nutella ever after that. Um, so, But I always had my orange juice from my Aquaman cup. So that he's my favourite. Um, so that would have been traditional Aquaman. So oh, not yeah, like Momoa, like, but like he's blonde and he's kind yes, of... Yes, and it was like a, like a comic book version yeah, of right, 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 right. Aquaman. He was great. Very hot. Yeah, he's a hot, <laughs> hot, hot guy. He's, hot. The, he's, I would argue, the hottie of the superhero universe. They're on the third round of reshoots for the next Aquaman. Really? Is it Jason is Momoa rare, again? Even it is, for, yeah. Yep. Yes. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's um, I pref- James Wan, who's like, I love as a director. So I'm, I, I, I will see. I don't often, like, I don't think of Jason Momoa as like big time hottie, oddly enough. Mm. Yeah, I would put him right up in your category. Yeah, no, he is. Mm. Now I'm thinking about <laughs> yeah. it. You just don't think about I him. I just don't think about him often. I, when I think of Aquaman, I think of comic book Nutella mm. Cup. Because of Aquaman. Nutella Cup. Yeah, 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 yeah because yeah. of my you've Nutella got a, You've set up the reason just why. A, just imagine he's like a chef in a... Like a like a late night kind of nice. joint or something like that. Oh, if Jason Momoa was a chef, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I there's no there's no hope for me at all. Yeah, yeah you want to yeah, yeah yeah just imagine Jason Momoa between jobs oh. like, and when he's, yeah. he's allowed yeah, yeah, to yeah. drink his beers. Yeah, uh, and he's just a little like just a little bit little bit mean to me. <laughs> <laughs> just slightly, you wouldn't even pick it, right? Yeah, it's like why are you why are you still texting texting Lisa? Yeah. Is it Lisa? Oh, Lisa Bonet? Bonet, yeah. yeah right. Why are you still texting Lisa Bonet? <laughs> yeah. Like I'm not a jealous person, but you do still seem to like all of her Instagram photos. I'm not a jealous person, but she's one of the most attractive people of all time. <laughs> and it's a little uncomfortable for me because you're one of the most attractive people of all time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Molly's just poaching eggs and just yeah. being like, I don't want to talk about Isn't it. Isn't it wild that Jason Momoa, like here we are in our world, and Jason Momoa would have moments where he's like, fuck, I'll never be Lenny Kravitz. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like that's his vibe. Oh, that's so funny, Zach. Oh, man. If my dick came out of my leather pants, you know, maybe it wouldn't be as impressive. <laughs> you know? Um, my favourite superhero is Daredevil. Nice. Not any. I've never. I haven't seen the series yet, even though that came out seven years ago. Um, but I love the comic book Daredevil, and oh. I, I, I feel like we've never seen. Uh, we've never seen that version. We've never seen the sort of Frank Miller '80s. But also the Catholic. The, yeah, he's a really right, complex, right. interesting character. I think he's everything I love about Batman. But he's working class and he's disabled, so he's just got like he's got a disability. So he's just such such an interesting, complex character. Love Daredevil. Okay. Love Daredevil. I love that, Nick. Nick. Uh, my favorite character. I've I've googled him because you need a visual aid. Because uh, he's not. He's he's. Um, I'm a, I'm a, I'm you know I I know my stuff. Don't even worry. Yeah, about but, it. but there's a, there's a DC comic book character called Starman. Uh, he's like the seventh one because it's a very extremely common 
uh, oh, a, a title. But he 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 came to be in like the early two thousands, and he's like the son of the original Starman. And his brother was also Starman, but his brother gets killed, and so he has to take on the role. But he doesn't wear the costume. Is this he a comic book? This is a comic yeah. book character, but and he doesn't he doesn't wear the costume because he thinks it's stupid. And he's like a he's like a vintage dealer, like that's his regular job. Mm. And he doesn't want to fight anybody, wow. but he's got like the equipment, and he has to like fight all his father's old villains and like you know. Uh, there's 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 been a prophecy and like it's a, it's a, it's an enormous thing. But he's he's, he's this guy. He's like uh, oh, he's, he's fabulous. Yeah, he's, he's oh, a, I'm gonna have a, well, I'm gonna move a little, away from the microphone. This is a little Art Deco kind of uh, vibe. But he's like uh, he's like a hipster. He's like a real hipster doofus kind of character. Oh, look at his jacket. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I love I'll him. I'll show you. I love he looks like he's, he's got, got a bit of that's, um... that's the that's the back of the jacket. Oh yeah, he looks a, like he's gone op shopping. Yeah, yeah. He's he's this guy. But basically, it's like and what I like about it is that. A few things I like about it. One is it was a complete saga and then it ended. Mm. It went for 80 issues and like a couple of annuals and stuff like that. And then it was just over. But also the guy who created this version of Starman, James Robinson, he had a, he has some sort of deal with DC Comics where they can't use the character again unless they... <sighs> Unless they ask him and he approves it. And he's always said no. How did he so get they can't that just, deal? So, I don't know. I don't know. It's... Wild, but what is great about that is they can't just bring him back and ruin him. Mm. Like you've got this perfect. But DC's series. never done that before. <laughs> yeah, that's right. um, but, uh, yeah, no. So that's 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 my guy. I love so, that answer. Yeah, he that's might amazing. be my new favorite too. I'm he check looks him great. Out. I I uh, I I when I was growing up or when I was a teenager, I didn't read a lot of superhero comics or uh-huh. like. I read, um, <laughs> but I read graphic novels. Oh, here we go. Yeah. Hey. But not because I was like, you know, because it had novel in the title. It's because I was a country boy. I yeah, only right. got uh-huh. to the city so often. Yeah. It was, it, those were the only ones where I was going to get the full story. Well, yeah, you don't want to buy one issue and yeah. then be like, how does this end? And you, go, you don't go back for four months. And by exactly. the time you come back, yeah. the storyline's moved on um, or whatever. And you're like, why is everybody dead or whatever? <laughs> you want to get the full thing. I get it. Aren't graphic novels a bit porny? Uh, well, I mean, so summer, yeah. it, so technically, a graphic novel. Well, this is how it used to be. A graphic novel used to be like an original piece of media, so it was like mm-hmm. one story, self-contained. And a trade paperback was like a a bunch of single issues that they'd pack together into one. Ah, I didn't like know one it had thing, a different, which title. is very common now. Like that's the biggest seller generally in comic books is like six or eight issues, and they put they pack it together, and mm-hmm. it's like this one thing. But graphic novels. Like back in the day, it might have been like, well, it was a, a a Batman story, but it was like separate, and it was mm. just like this one thing, and you would, you know, you it was. But just I like, would use I would use the more populist. Uh, when I say graphic novel, I mean both of those. Yeah, things. right, right, right. yeah. Okay. That's sort of what it's become now. Yeah. But yeah, like oftentimes, like when it was when it was graphic novel, was like the, um, yeah, it would often be like more adult content. Yeah, because it's like what something, you, something you put on your shelf. So I always kind of assumed, and this is because I'm a big, stupid bitch. She doesn't um, know anything no, about. No, you're the only one. <laughs> <laughs> like, we, we, we're cool there. We, yeah, you, no. you don't have to like well, no, this. I, I mean, I've got a t shirt that says, I'm with a stupid bitch. And there's an arrow. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that could be anybody. I could have sat over there. You're good. Just a of my face, giving yeah. a thumbs up, like stupid bitch. Um, no, I assumed comic books were a lot more kind of like wham, bam, bit of fun. Kids can get into it, and graphic novels were kind of aimed more at adults. 
But I'm like, I mean, obviously I'm wrong. But I just assumed graphic novels had like titties and stuff. Well, I think no. You know, you can get titties from either. (laughs) (laughs) No, but see, I would assume that there were no titties in a comic book. Can you get? Yeah, they weren't for years. For a really long time. Yeah. Um, boy, how boy, how deep are we gonna? How long is this podcast? Should we be? intro? I mean, we're yeah, right let's, on we're about books. to talk let's about the talk history. about the history of comics. All right, books. so this is the intro to what we just watched. Uh, Once upon a time, the superheroes is a 2001 documentary about the history of comic books, comic characters, and the creators who brought them to life. Up until the year 2001. As many of <laughs> <laughs> Not much. Lucky, I like they would only need to add like five minutes mm. if yeah, they yeah. did a Yeah. As many of our listeners probably know, a lot has happened in the world of superheroes, <laughs> superheroes since Y2K. But as this documentary was, was released just after the original X-Men movie, oh, that's all we've got. Isn't CGI amazing? John Leguizamo plays the clown character from Spawn in some archival footage placed in the documentary upon the discussion of the influx of violence that began to creep its way into our superhero stories in the 90s, right before the first X-Men film was released in the year 2000. You can watch this documentary on YouTube. It was uploaded 15 years ago and in 10 different parts, which meant we had to watch it with a lot of Coles commercials throughout our viewing (laughs) of this doco. Uh, I've got I've got YouTube Premium. Oh, as, yeah. as previously mentioned, I'm in public transport. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah you've got that it. sweet, sweet, sweet public transport dollar. That's right. um, yeah, I'm 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 actually kind of keen to talk about this because I learnt so much because mm. I didn't know anything about this. That's stuff. real. I would love to know what I, I've got two things that I'd love to know. Okay, I would love to know Nick what you didn't learn. Or if you did okay. learn anything from this, because I feel like it was very like covering all, you know. Yeah. But I would really love to know what you learned. I would love to know what you didn't know. Like that's an interesting. So thing. much, like, because I don't, I've never really thought about comic books mm-hmm. before. Like, I just, they mm. don't. I think like I, they are for grubs. I think that they're for gross, nerdy losers. They are, <laughs> and I'm just not interested in those smelly boys. Yeah, that's fair. Um, no, I just, I've, it's never been a world I've kind of put myself into, so I'd never even considered when they started how they were mm. how they became and the development of them to me broody ass batman uh and you know early early days you know superman mm-hmm. are two completely different worlds and the concept that they all spawn from this one thing it was spawn 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 <laughs> you'd like that I love uh, it. well they all kind of started in this one place and how did those like 1940s Superman moments turn into broody ass Twilight Batman. Right, yeah. Incredible. Mm. I thought it was just really cool to watch. Well, I mean, we're obviously not talking about broody ass uh, uh, Robert Pattinson Batman mm. because that's 2022 and, uh, you know, this this documentary ended in 2001. <laughs> and it was just, I thought it was really, really funny to watch them, the excitement of the yeah, X-Men right? films <laughs> and how this is revolutionising superhero films, man. And I mean, I'm sure it did. It really did. It was you this know, next X-Men, step up. X-Men kind of gets forgotten mm. in terms of its influence in the... Superhero space. So to have it be the... the it's, you know, got a lot of special treatment in this film. Yeah, yeah maybe right. Wouldn't have. This is a real interesting kind of inflection point to jump yes, in on. Yeah. Of like... Oh, you have none of you have any idea of what's coming up after no. this. You, you you have no idea that you know in in the next couple of decades they're gonna this is gonna dominate the entire world and then mm. disintegrate essentially. <laughs> yeah, you have no idea. But I mean, some of them like there's a guy like, who was it? I think it might have been Travis Charest or somebody in in this documentary who was like, or, or Bill Sinkovich who goes like, oh, it goes in waves. Like you mm. know, it's it's it gets really gritty and then it then it. 
dips out of that and then it you know goes mm. goes back into mm. it and that that's been true of comics and that's true of of the the movie stuff as well like mm. there's the there's a moment in it where Lauren Donner who's Richard Donner's mm. wife who's the only woman in this documentary Yeah I was about to say we're <laughs> into like part 9 but we're going to yeah. like part 9 or part 10 but she's a she's a move long sort of long time movie producer and she was like yeah, we can't really do. You know, we th- we thought we, we we can't put the X Men in these yellow costumes. Yeah, it's going to look st- it'll look stupid. So we're going to put them in the the leather suits. And it's like, yeah, that worked for a while. But now, if you if you dared to put because they're they're bringing back the X Men because mm. Disney bought Fox complete in in its entirety. Um, uh, if if you were to bring them back and put them in the black leather costumes again, people would go insane. Mm. They would flip out. They'd be like, "Excuse me, we've been waiting." Yeah, decades for this for to, to put Wolverine in his orange and brown or whatever, or Cyclops in his suit with a big yellow X on the front or whatever, and you didn't do it. How dare you? you so know? are they going to do that now? We don't oh, know no yet. Doubt, but yeah. they will. Yeah. Oh they great, will. good. Mm. Well, no, no. <laughs> Why is that not good? Um, people are simultaneously getting over it. <laughs> they're like, they're like. I think they're also getting to a point where it's like, I don't. You, you'd have a much better perspective of this. So I remember reading an interview with Steven Spielberg like 10 years ago when superhero movies were like the culture and Mm. that was it, like it was it. You know, it had really just made its mark. And and people were like, are you ever going to do a superhero movie? Do you think movies have changed forever? And he said, he was like, there was a point where Westerns were everything, Mm. where they were virtually the only genre of thing that kids watched, that there was a sense that Westerns are cinema, et cetera, et cetera. And then he said, and people grew tired of it. Mm. Yeah. And he's like, it will happen for superhero movies. And people were literally like, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. No, uh, Stephen, I think you've forgotten that we've won. (laughs) (laughs) The nerds have actually won. They're like, actually, uh, actually, uh, uh, Captain America, the new Captain America is like a 70s thriller. Mm. It's like, yeah, but it's more Captain America than it is 70s thriller. Um, and we're getting to the fatigue. It's yeah. the superhero fatigue is that we're getting to that point. Well, I feel like, and again, this is from an outsider's perspective, but it <laughs> feels very much like every time something is going to be released, there is this kind of like overwhelming universal eye roll that happens Ooh. before each film. Like everyone's going into it going, oh, come on. There's, oh, really? I've, uh, th- yeah, that's kind of the vibe. Is that incorrect vibe? It, there is like the flat, there was a sense where even if I didn't like it or wasn't excited about it, I would go and watch it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Whereas mm-hmm. I still haven't seen The Flash. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I would have seen The Flash five years ago, mm-hmm. even if I was like, ah. Oh. And I'm kind of interested in The Flash. There's aspects mm-hmm. of The Flash that like, I, I've, there's parts of The Flash that I'm really keen to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, but I haven't seen it yet. I mm-hmm. still haven't seen The Batman. There are certain movies. Yeah. I haven't seen Ant, the new Ant-Man. There's that like... <laughs> sure. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's like, what what, you, what are your feelings? Well, I think, I think mate, your... I mean... It, it You're the also... superhero guy. Yeah, I'm the <laughs> superhero guy. Oh, I don't actually know that much about it, but here we go. Do your job, superhero oh, guy. I, 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 probably something is, you know, probably one aspect of that is that people are obsessed with seeing all the stuff in advance and we do, you know, and there are a lot of blogs and stuff that chew through all of this and go, oh, my God, this person was spotted on set. Do you think they're being cast as this person? Or, like, you know, in the last movie they they teased this character, so is it going to be this? And so in a lot of ways you already know what's going to happen in the upcoming movie. So for me the eye roll is often like, 
they'll put a they'll put a secret character in the trailer, and it's like, who's this going to be? And it's like, we know who it's going to be. It's it's you hire this actor, mm. and and we, and we know what character they're going to play, and we've seen them run through set with a blanket over them, but we saw the costume underneath, so mm. we know who it's going to be. So we sort of it. it it's taken a lot of the mystery out of this sort of stuff, I think. Whereas, yeah. you know, early stuff, especially, I mean, movies in general, but like, you know, super, early superhero stuff generally, it was just like, I don't know what we're going to see in this, but there's, it's always like now it's just people clamoring. We've got to have this character. We've got to have this hero and villain and mm. we've got to see this sequence and this storyline. And and, and people are like disappointed. I, that's something I find is that it's like, a lot of criticism of superhero films now are not criticism of what the film was, mm-hmm. but criticism of what people were expecting it to be. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, like I think that was like, and I really saw it with the TV shows because people were going week by week. Yeah. Uh-huh. There were so many different stories yeah, being predicted. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then you get to the end of it and it's like, oh, it wasn't, because I'd heard 50 different versions yeah, and some yeah, of them yeah. were better. Like, yeah, well, exactly. A lot of people are kind of shooting themselves in the foot. There was a, there was a show called WandaVision, mm. which was... Oh, I heard about this. Yeah. yeah. And it was the, the, the show itself, I think, was... Because it was one of Marvel's earliest attempts at TV and they really, they really put a lot of work in and every, every episode sort of took place in a different era of television. Mm. Like it started like as an I Love Lucy kind of sitcom mm. and they did all the effects with wires and all this sort of stuff and then they sort of ramped it up. But people were it was so intriguing that like every week, and we were guilty of this, we definitely did this. We were, yeah, we're, we're, yeah, yeah, it's not your fault. We're going to make that content. <laughs> but, uh, but, but you can, I think there's a difference between speculating, oh, I wonder in the next episode they'll do this and being like, if they don't bring this character in, I'm going to be furious because all the all the clues that I've seen, mm. I've interpreted to say that it's going to be, mm. like there, there's, a, there's a character called Mephisto who's like Marvel's version of the devil and they were like, well, he's going to be playing on this, isn't he? Mm. Is it, Obviously, all the clues point to this guy and then it got to the end and it was a different thing and you'd like, you, I like to think that if I'm, you know, I like to be surprised. Mm. I'm like, oh, good, they turn this into a different direction but people are like, I was sure it was going to be this guy and now I'm mad about it. It's Do almost, better next time, Marvel. It's like <laughs> the metatextual. It's almost because these series are so... It's, it's really... It's, it's, it's just an interesting point. Mm. It is. I'm excited for the documentary about this era. Yeah. Because yeah, also, yeah. also because Disney especially don't... Mm. They don't let people behind the curtain really... Like mm. you see, you, they give you know a lot of people access to the stars and all that sort of stuff, but you don't really know what's happening behind the scenes in terms of like what bridges they're burning and like mm. you know what what stuff had to be trashed because they you know uh, negotiations broke down or what have you. There's a when when the MCU started when Marvel Studios kicked off, there are some really in, uh, interesting making ofs. Uh, for Iron Man and Iron Man 2 and, and Captain America and Thor. Mm. And they don't do them anymore because Disney, I think, likes to appear to be perfect. Wow. Like, oh, we just, we, just, we, just, we just produce magic. But if you watch the first the documentary behind Iron Man, it's, lit- it's, it's an hour of people just going, of Jeff Bridges and John Favreau and Robert Downey Jr. and all these guys going, we don't know what's happening. Yeah, just panicking. We, Literally writing yeah. in the they morning. Were, they were yeah. writing on the day, like Robert Downey Jr. and, and John Favreau are just in the in this trailer being like, okay, what can we do in this scene? What can happen? And they, the, the fact that that movie came out and is... Good. good, yeah. Like it's, I think it's genuine. I'd like to see the first Iron Man. Yeah, there's That's, something I'll, I'll talk about that in a second. Yeah, but I mean, it's it's something of a miracle. My, when I was a kid, my favorite character was Iron Man, and oh, I'm like, right. 
God, this better be good. This is going to be embarrassing for me somehow. <laughs> well, I think, this is bad. But... I think that from, I, I would be keen on watching. I've never seen Iron Man. I'd be keen on watching Iron Man because I've heard that Iron Man, and correct me if I'm wrong. Don't even correct me. It's whoever told me. They're the one who gave me the <laughs> wrong information. But Iron Man is the only one who's like, yeah, I'm a fucking superhero. Well, that, that like, changed. That, the, yeah. Is that right? Well... So the, he was, yeah. So so that movie sort of put paid to the idea that super like modern superheroes have secret identities. Mm. Like before that, every every character in the comic books and every character on you know in the in the in the movies and TV shows was like there was always a running subplot of like oh, I hope my hope my uh, you know <laughs> hope, the, hope, the, hope the wife doesn't discover my secret identity or whatever. But in the yeah at the end of the first Iron Man, he's just like I'm Iron Man, mm. and that's why I think one of the reasons that people I think really responded to Marvel Studios initially was that it did sort of take apart some of the tropes of superhero stuff and it did take a like it did it, it didn't mm. it was it was willing to make fun of itself in a way that people who wouldn't normally watch this sort of thing recognize like there's a there's a scene in the first avengers movie where iron man meets thor mm. and thor is kind of like he's a norse god and he wears a cape and he you know he's got a helmet with wings on mm. and all this sort of stuff and there's a line in it, and i think this is the line that maybe kicked off the mainstream success of the Marvel Universe, which is Iron Man sees him and he goes, oh, does, does, does mother know you weareth her drapes kind of thing? Like, <laughs> is this... Because he talks in this weird Shakespearean yeah. accent and he looks weird and I think the audience went, oh, he's acknowledged this is stupid. Yeah. Like, we, it looked like we've, we've got the colourful costumes, we've got the, the, the comic book accurate mm. costumes and everything looks like it. And I think a lot of people would go in and be like, no, no, like, this is stupid. But if you get the cool guy in the movie to go... This is you look stupid. Yeah. This is I think people were like, oh, I get he's like I can me. get on board with that. I can get yeah. on board with this. It's something there's almost a pattern that happens, I think. It's such an interesting I think there's two things I want to say off that, which is uh-huh. but the first one is that people forget how experimental and how out there the vision of the Marvel Cinematic Universe mm-hmm. was 20 years ago. Yeah, yeah. People love to be like, oh, it's so safe, it's so blah, blah, blah. It's like, mm. not then. I remember yeah. the idea, like when they were hinting at an Avengers movie and that we were going to have these movies. Mm. Bu- like that had never been done. Mm. And that idea of this like multiple film framework was so out there and interesting. And so I just want to give credit like in history, I think that 24, 20, how many films? the From Iron Man to Avengers Endgame, that yeah. like story arc, that project is an interesting piece of cinema. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, the other thing I just wanted to say is it's a bit of a pattern that happens. Watching Barbie, I had this moment where I was watching it where I loved the, that film. Have you seen Barbie? I have. I loved it. Yeah. yeah I loved Barbie. And I, lo- I loved it and I was like, the lesson, mm-hmm. as it always should be, mm-hmm. from this film should be give creative people the freedom to mm-hmm. create. Give creative people the freedom to interrogate the concept, yeah. the IP, and and to create something interesting and new and original because that's what the first Iron Man. That's is. what and exactly and that's what ultimately I think mm. has sort of doomed them in a way because the first one was that it was like let's make it funny let's make let's work it like like let's you know work really hard on the script and let's make have it all make sense and like the visual effects still hold up if you it, it you know the the Iron Man suit in a lot of cases it's all digital but it looks real because mm. they worked really hard on it but what happened is they made a handful of them and then leading up to like the first Avengers movie and then what happened is they really set a formula. Exactly. Make it, you know, the world's always at stake and make it quippy and, you know, um, 
and and I don't know other things. Rather <laughs> I than get, think of other th- yeah, rather th- but, but it's then, like rather than get John Favreau in, yeah, 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 and give him the freedom to make something that should have been the lesson out of Iron but Man. But then what they did is they were like, well, this one made. $400 million and the next one made $500 million and this one made $600 million and this one made a billion dollars. Do not mess with the formula. Yeah. It's got to be exactly this every single time and so it's reached a point where... So movies are making a billion dollars but everyone hates them. Then, uh, oh, they're making more $700 million now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's on the way. <laughs> but, it, but it's like... It's, it's dimi- I think it's diminishing returns mm. or it's like... Uh, People are cottoning on, I think, but, over, over a span of time. So basically when it peaked financially, it wasn't peaking like... In popularity, no, I, th- I think no, it, it was. Yeah, yeah, no, but you know what I'm saying. Like no. it, the people weren't liking the movies. The more money the movie was making, it didn't necessarily mean that the quality was there. Uh, yeah. I, th- I think that I think the post end. So Endgame was the last kind of one to cap off this big Infinity mm. Saga that they did for ten years, and I think post that the cracks are really forming in the sense that I think the the. The, the the plots are developed like years in advance. They're like, we're going to do this storyline and they, they bring in a director and they basically go, okay, well, the, pl- the story's already been written and we've done most of the action sequences. We've they really, literally we've, have we've, done we've previews. Start, we've, they've, 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 yeah. we've designed how the action sequences go and we've, we've put the, like, the skeleton of the plot of how we get from one action sequence to the next action sequence and... Uh, and, or, and you can't change anything. As a director, you can't change anything because the next movie's going to have plot elements from this movie in it. Uh, so you can't change anything. So really all the director's there to do is get decent performances out of the cast, really. Yeah, you know? maybe and, add some aesthetic yeah. flourish. And, yeah. and they're acting against a lot of green screen and they're overworking all the VFX companies. Yeah. And they're, and the, one thing that came out on Reddit quite recently, like within the, within the last year, was a bunch of people from VFX companies going, okay, if, you, if you're looking at a movie, if you're looking at a Marvel movie and a character's like shooting a laser that might be like the 50th version of that laser that we had to design and they just churned through and went, no, not good enough, keep going, keep going, keep going. And it might have been, they might have locked that one in a week before the movie was due to come out. So like this, that looks bad. If they'd had three months to work on this one laser beam, it might look incredible, but they've got, they've had a week essentially. Mm. So... So, and that's, you know, and, and again, like a lot of this stuff looks, anyway, I love Marvel movies, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> no, but, uh, I, I genuinely do, do love a lot of them. And I think, I think the, like you were saying, Zach, the, you know, how Westerns dropped off. You can still see a Western. They still make them. There's still been some really good ones. They made 310 to Yuma and yeah, True yeah. Grit and Buster it, Scruggs. I like, really like Buster Scruggs. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen that one. But they have to be good to cut through now. I think mm. we, we can't just have, oh, there's one every, you know, month and, and we'll all see him. I think we're going to have to be like... I think it's a good... like, And I agree. I think it's an exciting time. I think it's going to take us about five years before... Like, I think there might be a transition period. But I look, I look at something like The Boys. I think mm. The Boys is an incredible series. I, mean, like, I have to fucking watch yeah, that Yeah, right. Because The Boys feels like the graphic novels I was reading as a teenager. Mm-hmm. They're subversive... Boobs. Yeah, titties Boobs. and the titties. <laughs> no, it's subversive. Mm. But it's also... It, in a way that it's not just a direct literal translation. It, mm. It's it's taking what was interesting about those. And what it is is, you know, last week we had uh, Alexi Toliopoulos off on and we were talking about um, Carlito's Way. Oh, yeah. And we were talking about how it's a movie that a lot of its brilliance comes from the fact that you know the tropes of the genre. Mm. Mm. This sort of not 
playing off the tropes, playing yep. against the tropes, within the mm. tropes, to mm. say new things. And The Boys, I think, is the best example of something that's really using the this iconography and these images mm-hmm. to say something about our world today. Absolutely, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. You know, these are our, you know, these are our myths. The documentary and talks like about this. Like sci-fi, you know, you want to, you know, you, you, it's set, it's it's set in the future but it's it you know, it tells you something about now and it's the same you're right, it's the same with the boys that they these over, overly corporatized yeah. monsters mm. that are that are just all awful. It's not just about, it's about our world and it's using, it's like, it's, these are our modern myths. So you can use this stuff to say something. And I think the comics do it really well. Good mm. comics, good graphic novels do it really well. well. And I think the films are about to hit that. Mm. Um, kind of in relation to that, something I found really interesting about this documentary that we watched, because again, I didn't know anything about this uh-huh. shit, was like, so it the was. The little pictures? I, I like how, <laughs> how cute they are. Yeah, right? And colourful. <laughs> yeah. And just the tra- it's so exciting when you turn the page and bam! <laughs> whoa, whoa, wham! That was fun. Anyway, no, um, so the, uh, they kind of like uh, came to to form during uh, the period between the Great Depression and World War Two, mm. and the popularity of comic books really kind of like, you know, exploded. Because of, and I, I think it might have been Stanley who was saying it was really cool. Also, seeing he'll Stan- take credit for it. Even yeah. It right. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, who said um, it was? It kind of it kind of exploded in popularity because of uh, people's general need for justice and this oh, like yeah. wanting to mm, see justice. Mm. And I was yeah. like, that's so interesting because like it was always about like all of the stories, especially in the early days. Anyway, was about. Uh, the good guy, the superhero, who was uh-huh. a good guy back then. There yeah, was yeah. no complexities to it. There was mm. like he was the good one, was fighting the monster and would always beat the monster. Yep. And sometimes the monster would come back, I'll come back and get you. But the good guy was always, always acting from a place of wanting justice. Yeah. And that's where the popularity of comics book books kind of exploded during that period of time. And I thought that was really interesting. And then what happened was what it was always very clear. It was like, these are the good guys and these are the mm-hmm. bad guys and the good guys need justice against the bad guys because they're, they're the bad ones, right? And then as, as like, you know, comic books began to grow and these characters began to kind of expand, the bad guys started to expand and mm. they started to humanise the villains and it kind of became about motive and why. Mm, yeah, yeah. And the, the idea of justice became really blurry and then broody Twilight <laughs> Batman <laughs> happened. <laughs> but no, I just thought that that was something yeah. as someone who isn't a big fucking dumb nerd. <laughs> <laughs> Again, we're not saying these things Mish, about you. We Mish. have not come for you and now you're attacking us. <laughs> you call, you dare call me a stupid bitch. You best believe. We did say that. We, we never did, said we, that. No, we said it. We said it. Uh, and now you're calling us dumb nerds. <laughs> I, th- I think you're right. And, and I think that's also one of the reasons that the MCU in the in the present mm-hmm. day has been so successful because it's simple solutions to to problems. Mm. Yeah, it's yeah. like we're living in this world where it's like, oh, you know, everything's bad and politicians are bad and, you mm. know, all this sort of, and there's conflict, but what can we do about it? But mm. in, com- in comic books and superhero movies, there's a guy and the, there's the bad guy and there's the good guy yeah. and somebody gets their head lasered off yeah. and, it's, and everything's fine and it's, yeah. I, it reminded me, this is very, like, we're going a bit deep in these, but like we've had, <laughs> we've had Alexi events, last yeah. week. Well, I was going to say, yeah. So, he, so we're just like gone, we've gone full. But it reminded me, there's just this, uh, I just looked it up, I'd forgotten it. There's this... Um, concept that I learned about a few years ago called the, and I'm so sorry to any film theorists listening because I'm going to like butcher. (laughs) 
this because it's not my jam. Acting. <laughs> um, it's a thing called a camera. And oh. basically it's like a still image, but if you do enough of them all at once. Shut up. No, um, it's this thing called the, it's called, genre, it's about genre evolution and it's the four stages of genre evolution. Okay. And I just thought, I remember I heard it and I thought it was really interesting. Um, it's the four stages are classical, experimental, parody and deconstruction yeah, and right. those are the steps hmm. that happen first you start with mm-hmm. the the genre as it and i feel like classical experimental parody deconstruction has happened in the comics oh yep mm-hmm. but i think we're kind of still in we're not all the way along that line yeah mm-hmm. i think we're just hitting maybe the deconstruction phase possibly the par- like Marvel is still in the classical almost. There's a bit experimental, yeah, right, uh-huh. but classical in its outlook. That's interesting. You yeah, know? I think I think you're probably right. And I, I I wonder if it's a little bit staggered. Like, do you remember Birdman? The mm, Michael Keaton yeah. was in Birdman. Yeah. Like that was that was Deacon's. No, was, we're probably at deconstruction. Well, I, I mean, I think we probably it's probably a one step forward, two steps back situation. <laughs> like, I don't think Marvel. Marvel did She Hulk the the mm. the TV series. I really like that. Um, not a lot of people do. My partner really likes. Yeah, it. I think it's. I think it's good, but I think there it 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 takes some shots at some people who are on the internet who do not like being made fun of. Yeah, yeah, yeah dumb yeah. bitches and big, so forth. D- big dumb nerds. Big yeah. dumb nerds. Yeah. Uh, but but that you know that that is about as far into deconstruction and parody I think as Marvel wants to get. Yeah. Like there's a bit at the end of that one uh, where She-Hulk goes into the Marvel offices and discovers that the entire all the movies and TV shows are being made by AI. And uh, mm. and I don't think they'll ever do that again. That's very black. <laughs> I don't think I don't think they'll get another series, and I don't think they'll do that again. But I think yeah, you're right. I think they they want to stay comfortably within classical yeah. again, because partly because you know it's 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 the iconic stuff, and there's a lot of stories to draw from. But also because they've got that formula. Mm. And it, and I think it's, but I I almost think that the audience is too savvy now. That's mm. I think part of the the. You can't just do the the tropes of a genre yeah. without mm. without playing with them, playing with them, or, or or doing them. Like it, it's so ingrained. I think the audience is ready for the deconstruction phase. You know, where re- it's like mm. I know, I know. Mm. Like when you watch a superhero film now, yeah. you're like, I know, I know, I know, I know. So it's like there's got to be something else, yeah. and it doesn't have to be even even Joker, like. You know that's a, a very polarizing film, and and I, I don't know where I fall on it. I, don't, I I loved the first forty minutes. I didn't love the whole thing, but I loved it for what it was doing, and mm. I loved it for the fact that it was you you know all this stuff, uh-huh. and now we're going to use the the fact that we can trust you have this knowledge to explore something else. Yeah, right. Mm. Uh-huh. And I think that's what we're ready for, and yeah. you, and I don't think Marvel's ready to go. No, there. I think I think other companies will make attempts at that like not the big two but like yes other yeah. other small will but it's tough to do that and not i mean the boys you the know, boys that, that's yeah. a great example but you need you need a lot of money to do it like yeah. if you if you do a you know a because they did superhero movie many many years ago like if you don't if it just comes off as cheap and you need you either need a lot of money or you need a really really strong concept to yeah to to deconstruct right. or to 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 parody because otherwise it's just it just it's just going to look bad. It's the same reason why sci-fi is the books and the comics. Mm. Sci-fi has the same problem. It's so interesting when you can do it on a computer. Yeah. It's so hard when you actually have to get the money to make it. Mm. Can know? I just say, 
You're both friends of mine. Oh, and I, I'd like to apologise for calling you big dumb nerds because I've just been listening to you guys have this nice conversation and you guys are both so smart. <laughs> <laughs> no, because, no, it's so interesting. It's like, I'd like to say that I'm obviously not fucking contributing much right now, but you got, what you guys are saying is so clever. Like, I just think it's really cool. And I'm, I just wanted to address that I think what you guys know is cool. Uh, <laughs> and if you're out there and, and you're a And if it took a weird German documentary <laughs> yeah. in ten right. parts for you to realise that. Well, well, guess what, Mish? I've just been working to a formula. I've just wrote, learned all these sentences and I don't know anything. I'm just so. wanting to say that I realise that we have a lot of listeners that are probably like, hey, man, I'm a big dumb nerd and that's so mean of you to mm. say that to me. No, they, they, I respect are... I respect what you know, <laughs> um, but also you're a big fucking dumb nerd and go out and get some kisses. Oh, you ruined yeah, Star Wars. Yep. Don't ruin Marvel, guys. Come on, guys. Come on, you already on. ruined Star <laughs> Have you learned nothing? <laughs> oh, um, I would love to know if you, Nick, it, like I know this is not final thoughts on the documentary unless We've you We've got to talk any. about Johnny Legs for at least two minutes. Mm. Oh, well, yeah, the fact that it was two, one, one piece scene. of archival footage. Yeah, yeah I, I look, I when this started, uh, I reckon two minutes in, I'm like, if John Leguizamo was in this at all, it's one line. Yeah. yeah. Like if, he, if he's a talking head in this, yeah. it's going to be one line at the end because they're going to get to the 90s and like when everything got extreme yeah, and yeah. Spawn and that. And he's going to be like, yeah, I had fun making that or whatever. And then it's yeah. going to be the end. But then I'm like. With but, like a, with like a, an Ice Age 3 promotional yeah, poster right. behind him. They've yeah. got him and he can't leave. They've, yeah. got, they've got 10 minutes with him and they're like, <laughs> let's squeeze out something about Spawn. Let's see what we can do. Um, but um, yeah, I, you know. I, I, enjoy, I enjoyed very much, this isn't final thoughts, yeah. but I just very much enjoyed watching the documentary. I thought it was really, really, really interesting. I, I, also, got, to, I got to see what a bunch of comic book creators actually look like because I've yeah. been reading their work mm. for, for decades. Oh, and I'm like, fun. Alex Ross looks like that. That's interesting. Mm. Good for him. That's very fun. I really liked the point in which John Leguizamo's archival footage, because the thing is we could review that, but just go back and listen to our episode about Spawn because it was literally a clip from Spawn. From Spawn. And also in uh, trying to figure out what we were going to watch and, uh, you know, all of John, what we have left over of John Leguizamo's filmography, this particular documentary only said John Leguizamo was in it in like two of the five that I use. Yeah, so we, I was really worried that he wasn't in it, but he was. Mm -hmm. He was in it, so we're good to he go. He was in it by an AI, like the AI said he was in <laughs> yeah, it. Right, yeah, right. Uh -huh. People didn't say he was yeah, in it. Yeah, that's 100%. It was Google said um, he was in right. it. Not. But it, it came at the point right at the end of the doco as well, so we're talking around the late 90s at the, when they've gotten to, because 2001 documentary, friends, at the late 90s point where they were like violent started to kind of... And, and can I say there's nothing more late 90s, early 2000s than a conversation about violence. A hundred like, And no nuance, no like different kinds yeah. of violence or what violence in cinema represents. It's just, what do you think about violence? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and here's an image of John Leguizamo throwing this character into a fence. Yeah. Thoughts? <laughs> um, but there's morphing though. Look at the morphing. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so that, like, if anyone's disappointed, if we have listeners that are just pure John Legs fans, we apologize. He's not in this one much. Watch Spawn. That's what I would say. Mm. Um, what I would love to know, actually, for final thoughts, is not about the, um, not about this movie. I would just love to know from you, Nick, because this is where the conversation went. As someone who, you know, it's, it's kind of your job to talk about comic books, think mm. about comic books, plus you love them. And you are the superhero guy. You're our superhero guy. guy. I would love to know what you think, like, the next, you know, as people's interest wanes. I think mm. you sort of got to it with there'll be less of them, but they have to be good. Mm -hmm. 
But what do you think the future of comic books is? And what more than that, what do you want the future of comic book movies to be? I love that question, Zach. Okay. Um, What I would like is for them to slow down. Yeah. And so uh, I'm I'm sure I've talked about this recently on my own podcast, but the most recent Thor movie, they took two really, really expansive storylines that took years to play out in the comic books, like hundreds if not thousands of pages, and they just knocked them out in like two hours. They're Mm. just like, yeah, kind of whatever. And I think it's maybe because the tenure of a lot of these actors and producers and directors is sort of coming to an end. Mm. Like Kevin Feige, the guy behind Marvel now, he's got to retire at some point. Mm. And Chris Hemsworth doesn't want to be Thor forever. And so they're probably just like, this was a good story in the comic books. Let's just just do it, knock it out real quick and we'll say we did it and that's that's kind of fine. But I would prefer if they were like, let's let's breathe, you know? Because mm. also I feel like they have taken... Look, there's so, there's so many good storylines in comic books, I think. But what I, I feel like they've also... They've taken the last 10 years and they've taken 50, 60, 70 years of comic books, especially in Marvel, and just gone, just, just knock them all out really quickly. And I feel mm. like if you keep doing that, you're going to burn through all the... Mm. You're going to burn through all the, well, all the classic Well, Secret material. Wars like a, a multi-multi-arc? Like, maybe I'm getting this wrong, but, but there are... Like, yeah, what you're saying is they've taken... That's probably a bad example, but these massive arcs and they've mm. put them into one film or one story or yeah, one series. Yeah, and just, or... just to say they did it because the fans demanded it kind of thing. Mm. And it's like, I mean, I, I think you should be more willing to, you know, Chris Hemsworth's not going to be Thor forever, recast Thor. There's got to be another guy, yeah. you know, who can who can conceivably... and Because otherwise you're just going to run out and then you've got to do the the inconceivable thing, which is to get Hollywood producers to write their own superhero stuff <laughs> and they're bad at it yeah. anytime they try to produce any kind of original it doesn't doesn't work like there's a yeah there's a reason they interviewed all these like legendary creators in this in this mm. they know what they're doing they know what they're talking about and they know how to make the genre work with the tropes and the silliness and the mm. what have you it should be a there's almost an element where it, it needs to be a conversation between I think when comic books are great, this is this is my final thoughts, <laughs> bouncing off yours. When comic book films are great is I think when it's a conversation between people who love cinema, mm-hmm. uh, directors and writers that love cinema and know cinema, and it's a conversation with, you know, the artists that know comic books and know mm-hmm. these characters and know uh, the, 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 those films. And it's when it's a... It's when it's a a conversation between those two things mm. and producers kind of step back a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's when you get good stuff and when you mm. give them a bit of freedom and I think time, take your time and make it good stuff. Mind, yeah. But, um, yeah, I think that's really... I think there's great superhero films ahead of us, mm. but maybe just yeah. fewer further between. And if, you, if, you hire, if you can hire me to consult, I'll, I'll take I, you. I'll I take would you. hire you. I'll take I was just saying, you're my superhero yeah, guy. I'll, t- I'll take your money. We're hiring you to consult. Yeah. Nice. We're paying you podcast money. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> a coffee before the pod, I which we that. didn't even get you. I'm oh, sorry about man. that. Um, my final thought is I'd like to watch X-Men. I'm open to that. Mm-hmm. Have you not watched X-Men? I did when it first came out, so I would have been in year six. I wanted to re-watch X-Men after Yeah, this. right. Yeah, so that made me. this made me want to watch X-Men, and I feel like I could be on board for it. X-Men and Iron Man. They're my two. Here's, here's your X-Men uh, viewing order. Yeah. X-Men. X-Men 2. Yeah. You can skip most of the rest of them. <laughs> Logan. 
Yeah. Cat to cap it off, and then there's X Men First Class, which is set in the sixties. That one's that one's pretty good. That sounds bit, fun. That's, that's, that's so can I see Logan without having seen three, four, and whatever? Yeah. Okay. Log- you don't need to do three. Yeah. Is it not good? <laughs> not good. Three not was when not... the rot started to set in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. All right, got you. No, I think I could get on board for the first one. Really, you could just see one and Logan. I think. Is Logan good? Yeah. That's the Hugh Jackman one, isn't that's it? That's well, yeah. He's he's in all of them, but Logan is sort of like. The, the 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 final chapter in his character's story. It's okay. sort of set in the future and it's like... And Logan's the beginning of deconstruction. It's the beginning yeah. of that sort of... It's a de- demonstration of like, you know, that a big movie mm. can start to play. The way they read... Oh, it's, it's a special film. Yeah, yeah. It is nice, actually. Okay, I, should well, re- I should re-watch it. I feel Logan. like if I, ever, if I ever get ill and I need to take a week off or whatever, I feel like an X-Men moment might I've be I've had that have. thought. Currently, I'm just finishing all of Sex in the City and I'm up to the last... Five episodes, so I've got to get on to something else next. I've nearly watched every Have single Have you done the Sex and the City movies? I won't. I've seen them. I remember them. I don't need to watch those Two again. is I'd seen all of – I stopped watching Sex – I've obviously watched every episode of Sex and the City in my life and I was just like, I want to rewatch them all. I haven't watched them in like five years, ten years. Mm-hmm. Chucked them on. It's beautiful. Oh, yeah. uh, my Leguistamo rating for this is one and a half Leguistamos. Yeah. Uh, it gets it because I believe uh, he deserves the superhero space. So it was. I think it's a deserving space for him to be in, but he's in it for like two seconds. It's not the best scene in Spawn, even. Um, and uh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> That's, so it gets um, but it would get five uh, Starleys. What's this? Stanley. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah nice. But nice. It, it gets one and a half Lego Starmos from mm. me. Zach can't get over the fact that his full name sounds like the longer version of his first name. Mm. Yeah. Uh, for me, <laughs> have you guys seen Stanley without the all the the accessories, like without the no, without, oh, just, the, without that, the glasses and the mustache? Oh, wow, no, show me. I'd love that's to see really it. funny. I'll have to try, look, we can track it down, but he he just looks like the most generic man you've ever seen. So incredible, amazing, yeah. amazing. Yeah. That's funny that he's made his own iconography. Yeah, right. Uh, I'm going to give this one Leguistamo uh, because he's only in it for one scene, and it's a lot of makeup, and it's. It's not. They don't talk about John Leguizamo. John Leguizamo at all. Mm. You know, to to get a higher score, they if they had said something like John Leguizamo's performance is, mm. oh my god, he looks like Lyndon Johnson, right? <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, but Stanley without his without his iconic. Stuff. We're going to forget, but a listener, can you please remind us to post that, that photo. picture when, <laughs> yeah. when this comes out? Uh, but, yeah, I'm going to give it one Leguistamo. Um, but I thought it was interesting. Uh, yeah, but yeah. one Leguistamo. I'm going to give it one also. I was going to give it half a Leguistamo because he's just, you know, he's in it for five seconds. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got me to watch this documentary and I yeah. thought that was delightful. I, yeah. And it gets the extra half from me because I'm on board with both of you, big nerds. But I, the, it gets she the extra it half. Oh it gets the extra half from me because he deserved the he- superhero space. Mm. Can I say one last thing, Mish? Yes. Watch the boys. You and Matt <laughs> are on me about that. It's, re- uh-huh. it's really good. All right. Do you like the boys? I love the boys. I think. All it's right. Really, if I ever yeah. get really mm-hmm. sick, I'll watch X Men and the Boys. Yeah. What I don't a horrible actually, week for me. I don't. A few, watching a few, getting familiar with the genre before you watch the boys would probably be fun. So yeah, do watch Iron Man and, and X Men. All right, I will. Yeah, that's actually a really good point. If you. There's a, there's a lot of genre tropes where you're like, that would make a lot more sense if you're like, oh, I've seen a lot of Avengers movies. I know yeah, I what's meant like to people, happen here. Yeah. Yeah. Or, like, or like a lot of, ba- ba- you got to you have to watch Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice, because otherwise you won't understand the dawn of the seven. So. <laughs> 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 oh, 
Um, Nick, do you have any um, anything you'd like to promote or anything you um, want to talk <laughs> just, to? Just feel strongly about. Look, yeah. I have a podcast called The Weekly Planet yeah. uh, where we talk about it. Check it out, guys. I think that they could be quite good. <laughs> so I think that they'd like up their listenership. <laughs> guys. They're uh, really going places, I we think. Did, we did recently a video on YouTube for um, where we talked about Secret Invasion, which is the new, the oh, latest, yeah. uh, the latest... Marvel TV series and it's a it's a boy it's really an espionage series in in the style of paranoid seventies thrillers. Mm. Just kidding, it's not. It's it's <laughs> it's, re, it's really boring. Uh, but uh, but uh, yeah, that's that video is doing well. So check that out. I think we had a, we had a bit of fun making that. So great, yeah. great. Thank you everyone for listening this week. Thank you so much to our superhero boy man. What do we call you, superhero guy? Super superhero boy guy. man. Yeah, yeah superhero boy, boy man. man. <laughs> Nick Thank Mason you. and hey Tom, can you take us away with a little bit of something? What should we? Give, what we gave him a week off last week? Um, uh, just just some generic superhero. Yeah, some real music. some real nineteen seventies Superman. Yeah, that like go nice. to a go to a library of free music, Tom, and put type in superhero and yeah, give us yeah. that like, whatever whatever's free. It'll be like that. I yeah, reckon. I'd like that. That'd be. Good. <laughs> I, I have a note just before we go. Yeah, it's unrelated to anything. Uh, but but it just it, this this. Can document. you put the superhero music underneath? this Oh yeah, note. it's very, very inspiring. There we go. Put the two superhero Actually, music then, under this, and then we can end. Well, the and episode. then then two two notes that I uh, one okay. is uh, the, this documentary says Bob Kane created Batman on his oh, own. Oh, that's that, that, that's controversial. He didn't. It was Bill Finger did all the did all the Bill Finger. Yeah, his name's Bill Finger. Yeah, that's that right. sounds like that's someone why, in a graphic novel. That's <laughs> right. That's why he's been stricken from the record on account of how rude he is. I don't he, know about you, but I'm quite fond of Bill Finger, and I've just found out about I'll him. Tell you who wasn't. Um, Bob Kane. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like all the stuff, like the Batmobile and just the costume with the cowl and the cape and the wing and the symbol and that he wore all black and Mm -hmm. Robin and all this. That was all Bill Finger. Bill Finger. That's right. I like you. What was your other fact? Uh, The other fact, I've just written here, I would have crushed being a comic book commentator in like the early 2000s. Because there's, at one point there's like a social... you're crushing it now. Yeah. (laughs) You're doing a great job, superhero boy guy. There's a a moment in, they've they've brought in that sociologist and he's like, well, the thing about Superman is he's very light and uh, the thing about Batman is he's very, (laughs) he's very dark and in a lot of ways it's the... The, the two sides of the same coin. I'm like, yeah, 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 idiot. <laughs> Great work. Good job. Good Thanks. job, buddy. Yeah, Good job, yeah. You've crushed this. <laughs> anyway. Thank you so much, Nick. Okay, bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.